I just want to welcome everyone to the very first episode of the Full Chat Podcast. A lot of exciting things to talk about, mainly in the realm of transportation, also technology, with the, the Tesla truck event that was just had yesterday. It is absolutely insane, and we have one of my good buddies on the phone here, uh, Trevor Regal. Regal? How do you say your last yeah. name? I actually never knew. <laughs> yeah, it's Regal. Yeah. Okay, Trevor Regal. He is an information technology student at Indiana State University, and he is coming live from That's Terre right. Haute, Indiana, the promised land. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Self-proclaimed Apple fanboy he is, but we won't hold that against him because we're big fans of technology. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and just jump into it. So what were your first first thoughts about the uh, the Tesla truck event that was had last night? So, yeah, I woke up this morning and, of course, it was all over Twitter. And my first, like, reaction was jaw, my jaw literally dropped. Um, its design is nothing like anything else. Like any other truck ever. It looks like a fighter jet. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen it's some something... of the things people have, like, uh, like, They've like, oh, it looks like this, it looks like that. Some say it looks like one of the Halo cars. Some say it looks like oh, yeah. flounder, or like flounder from um, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely gonna be memes about it. I mean, just it's just crazy. It's a very futuristic design, um, and a very bold move by Elon too. I'd say that too. You know, <laughs> looking just looking at at the truck itself, I. I don't know if I'm ready for that design or if the majority of people are ready for that design. I will say like me being a fan of technology and cars and when you put that together and you, you have this, 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 this stealth fighter jet that has yeah. wheels and it's on the road and you can buy it for $40,000 on like a fighter jet that's multi-millions of dollars. It's just, yeah. it blows my mind. Yeah. And I kind of showed some of my friends around around uh, school about this, uh, you know, showing the truck and stuff and had them, you know, give their first impressions. And almost everybody does not like the design. Uh, only a couple of people did. And um, I think it's mainly because um, it's so futuristic. Like, if you get this truck, you know, people are going to turn, turn their heads. You better be ready to answer questions because people are going to have them. I mean... Um, it's just so, so yeah, polarizing. I don't know. It is. It is very polarizing. So, um, yeah, very bold move for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's so looking at the trucks that it competes with, like the the Rivian R1T. Uh, it definitely like the Rivian looks way more to something that we we would be attuned to. Yeah, yeah. Like it has the the actual silhouette of a truck. Uh, but like when you look at the photos of the truck itself, I mean, I you actually can see how it's a truck. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I actually like that. It's a, uh, like the, the headlights and the taillights on it. I think those are phenomenal. Some of the, yeah. the features that they've included on there when it comes to storage is just next level compared to the traditional automakers like Ford, Chevy, and like Dodge. Yeah. Uh, and, when yeah. you, when you were talking about, turning heads and like answering questions 
I don't know how you'd be able to drive this thing on the road. And this thing comes out in a couple of years. How could you drive this thing on the road and not attract attention? Exactly. And that's probably one of the biggest um, features. Like people are going to, whoever's going to buy this car, like has to be aware of like, you're, this is not a low key truck you're buying, you know? Um, yeah. And it's, I don't know who this truck is for necessarily because all of my buddies that have trucks, they don't like how the the bed is like a triangle. And so if you're trying to reach for something over the side, that's going to get in the way. And pretty much the only way you can get in is through the back. And so I've, I'm not sure how practical it is for like construction workers and, and things like that. I don't know what your thoughts are about that. So I actually hadn't even thought about like that accessibility from the side i mean with the design there's there's no accessibility from the side i mean it's going to be solely from the back i will say the retractable bed that comes out and that allows you to get the tesla four-wheeler on it yeah i when he said one more thing i was like okay what what one more (laughs) thing could it be it's like it can't be another like vehicle and this thing it just came out i was like okay of course you would make another vehicle to go inside the vehicle exactly getting back to like the like in the midwest i mean a ton of people have trucks i mean Terre Haute alone we used to have the shy diesel fest there and like you just have these big well i don't know if you think about it with and you see these big lifted trucks that you would get around and you'd Uh see those like you're not putting anything in on the side they're mainly going to be for show yeah yep so you have that and you got to think of the front, too. Since it doesn't have that engine, you can store stuff in the front, which I think is – on electric vehicles is very useful. I didn't even – it doesn't even look like it has a trunk on the front. I mean, I imagine it does. But I do, so let me, uh, let me look at this real quick. Yeah. I thought but, I saw a picture of it. It's – yeah, it's incredible. Like, it – it does. It is true to its name. It is a cyber cyber truck. I mean, it, it looks cyberpunk or whatever you want to say it looks like. But yeah, the the big light bar on the front. I mean, I think that's cool. I it's weird because I used to work for uh, a headlight manufacturer, and oh, okay. they like they didn't make the entire headlamps, and it's like I'm wondering what they're thinking looking at this truck alone, because yeah. if a lot of the like, I imagine the amount of components that go into the, the light bar is a uh, significantly yeah. less than what goes into a typical headlamp. Also, a question: Where are the side mirrors for this truck? <laughs> well, <laughs> is it is it gonna have side mirrors or is it just cameras everywhere? I mean, it's gonna have the autopilot <laughs> automatically everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't see yeah. the side mirrors for it. Um, I do know the rear view mirror. It's not a traditional mirror anymore. It's, yep. it's a, like a little display that shows you what's going behind you, which yeah. I've never experienced one of those before. So I, I don't know what my thoughts and feelings would be on that. But I mean, sometimes I feel like it's reinventing the wheel and putting technology where it doesn't really like you don't really need to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can get it. I mean, I, I get that it can be useful. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, I wonder if the. I wonder. Um, I wonder if the side pillars could be taken off. 
like the like where you'd load stuff in yeah i don't know i'm not sure i do like um, the charging in the back yeah so you can charge the, the atv yeah on the side panel that was I pretty like cool that. and also the like i mean you would think any engineer would be like okay well this thing has a an air suspension why not use the pneumatics from that to be able to inflate like basketballs or the tires of the yeah. ATV itself. Yep. Yeah. If you're looking at Tesla's website, uh, I mean, they have, I mean, a lot of these photos, even the, the real photos of the truck, they, it just looks like mock-ups. It doesn't even look real. It does. <laughs> it does. Um, it looks like they just took it straight, you know, mid-production, like, okay, this is what it's going to be. Um, well, it's insane. I don't know if you how, how I know you're really into technology, but I don't know how much you're into cars. But if you look at like prototype cars, I mean, mm. this just looks straight like a prototype. Like if you yeah. were to see a car like this at a like an auto show, you're like, okay, this is never coming into production. Maybe a few things like here it looks like a concept car. It does like a concept truck, honestly. Yeah. But like getting into the the truck though, like the the event itself was hilarious because it was <laughs> well it was they very kinda, entertaining. <laughs> well, I will I will definitely say no other automaker knows how to do an event like that. I mean, I don't yep. want to compare this to like an Apple event, but this is like a a very like low key like casual like. Apple event because he he did the one more thing like Steve Jobs. Yeah. Oh, there's one more thing and then they unveil it. And it's Elon, kind of, this is, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, just his personality. I mean, it's it's just hilarious. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, what I thought was hilarious because uh, Elon Musk has had some 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 Twitter beef or at least some beef with Porsche with the Porsche coming out with their Taycan. Yeah. <laughs> and so they they directly compared the performance uh, of this truck to <laughs> not the Taycan but um, the Porsche 911. Yep. And looking at the specs, you're getting an, a zero to sixty in six point five seconds. And that's, that's a for a that's for, yeah not okay that's great for a truck. But think about it. this truck probably like easily weighs more than an F-150 because of the batteries that you're storing on board. Yep, and the stainless steel frame. I mean, that's gonna be pretty heavy too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, people said this this car looks like the DeLorean from Back to the Future, which oh, is, yeah, is is kind of that. Even though it's a terrible car, the DeLorean might be my favorite car of all time to be to be yeah. quite honest. Um, but getting back to the specs, you're getting into a range of 250 miles plus, and that's on the, the single motor with the dual motor being 300 miles and the, the tri motor being 500 miles, which is ridiculous. Like, mm -hmm. that's great that it has that range, but I'm kind of curious, especially for the, for the 500 miler, to see how, like, how long it actually takes to charge. I mean, you should never theoretically go to zero on your charge but i mean there there have been sometimes i remember seeing marquez brownlee um yeah. 
I saw a few tweets of his or Instagram posts, and he's like, I'm so glad I made it to the supercharger, and I barely made it with just enough battery. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's the, and he lives in like the New York, New Jersey area where there's yeah. going to be a lot of people and there's going to be a lot of chargers. But if you go to Indiana, you go to Terre Haute specifically, there's one supercharger. Yeah, <laughs> it's and... crazy. Yeah, I want to take this back, if that's all right, to the Rivian comparing this, especially yeah. the high end to the Rivian. Um, so the Rivian specs, it goes for a 400 mile range. Um, is that the base but, model? Yeah. Or, well, just it's just that one model, I believe. Well, um, I don't know if they're going to have a bunch of different models, or is it just the, like, or well, not models, but, like, the sub-models. The R, yeah, the R1T, um, the specs I saw on there said 400-mile range, starts at 70K, and that's the top end of the Tes of the Cybertruck. Um, well, it also has a zero to sixty in three seconds, and the Cybertruck was what? It, it was, was like a, six seconds. Two point nine for the the high end, though. Oh, I think you can't yeah. you can't really compare the low end to it. True, you know? true, true. Well, I want does the does the Rivian have a tri motor or is it? No, it's yeah, a quad. Quad. Oh, yeah. quad. Hmm. So I wonder for the tri motor, do you think the two front wheels will be separate motors and the, the back two will be on one motor or do you think it'll be opposite i'm not sure i don't even know if we have that information there's a lot that elon didn't tell us at the event uh, too <laughs> i mean he he doesn't really have to i mean he pretty let pretty much let the car speak for itself other than when yeah. franz threw that metal ball <laughs> at the window and just oh broke. my gosh that's probably the number one thing talked about from this event. It, <laughs> it was, was crazy bad. because I, <laughs> yeah, I messaged someone today and they're like 45 years old. He's like, yeah, I saw the window break on the news. And I was like, Is that... <laughs> I was like, that's the only thing people remember, even for someone yeah. who's not interested in this aspect. It's like, they probably more or less just showed that and talked through some specs, but it's like, that vi vi visual aspect of um, television, it's like that's what's imprinted in people's minds, not really the words sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Which is kind of a shame. Yeah. I do like how they did the sledgehammer, though. That that did hold up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was interesting because I so thought... So if you want to explain that a little bit if they don't know. Uh, yeah, so they, they clearly <laughs> brought out a Ford F-150 door, Elon just said, we're bringing out a normal truck door. And it was an F-150 <laughs> door. Because like, you have that really weird slope on the F-150 doors nowadays. It's not like straight across. And Franz, actually one of the main designers of the car, um, took a sledgehammer and hit the side of the truck door, dented it, scratched it, messed up the paint and all that stuff like that. Then went over to the Tesla truck, did the same thing, but... I felt like when it came to doing it to the Tesla truck, he didn't go all out. I felt like yeah. he left <laughs> with the tank. Like I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But it looks like you like you definitely hit it with a sledgehammer. And it's like it's yeah. obviously not gonna scratch any paint because there isn't any paint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean that was good. But uh, 
Ooh, the Rivian R1T has 750 horsepower. Max towing capacity of 11,000 pounds. I believe the tri-motor had 1,400 or 14,000. Yeah. It does. And then the towing capacity is half that. Well, a little over half of that. See, I feel like a lot of a lot of reviewers of any car, like they will always get the top of the line model to review. I really kind of wish sometimes they would get the base model because yeah, obviously it's popular. Well, it's sometimes it's it's more affordable and it is. Uh, I don't think. That the tri motor, the tri motor will be coming out after the base model, I think. I don't think. Did they have a release date for this truck? I don't remember hearing anything from that. Um, I think I saw twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, something like that. Hmm. Yeah. But all right. So here's here's the question. Okay. If you're if you're to pick the Rivian R1T or the Cybertruck right now, what would you pick? Uh, if I was on the budget I have now, Cybertruck, um, just because it's so uh, financially friendly to uh, the average well, consumer, I would say. Um, Design, I like the Rivian design better just because it still has that futuristic look, but it's not all out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's if if you don't know, they actually <laughs> the, the Rivian fact factory is in normal Illinois. Okay, really? Huh. Yeah, so it's actually right. not not far from you. Um, yeah. but I mean, spec wise, spec wise, I like the Cybertruck, the design. I like it, kind of. <laughs> so, yeah. When it when I look at the the R one T is obviously a lot more conventional looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like budget, let's just say budget is not the issue. It's just like straight up apples to apples. You're comparing the the R one T to the premium model of the tesla truck the tesla truck may outperform it in a lot of areas but mm. the r1t like because I, I don't want to have everyone stopping me and asking me all the time like what is that exactly. or like <laughs> i feel like i feel like because the design is so crazy on the tesla truck that it a lot of people could get in accidents just trying to like take pictures of it while driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I laugh, but that's pretty true. I could see that. Yeah, uh, that that was one of my major things with the design. I was like, people are gonna have accidents, accidents just looking at the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I wondered about, especially how they marketed the Cybertruck as being an armored sort of vehicle, I wonder if any police or enforcement um like police force could use a type of vehicle like that yeah i mean, I mean it's not very under it's not undercover at all but <laughs> it would definitely protect them from you know 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, like the, the uses that it could have. I know some there are some police departments, obviously, like around San Francisco, that use uh, Tesla Model S's um, in their fleet of cars. Yeah. yeah. So they use them kind of around there to do police work. Um, I remember not too long, long ago that uh, <laughs> during a police chase that the car... <laughs> The Model S, like the battery died in <laughs> in the middle of the yep. police chase. I think the yeah, guy is still apprehended, but it's whatever. Um, yeah, for me, if I were going to pick one right now today, I might honestly pick the Rivian. Um, I'm still out. Like, yeah, I just looking at the the truck. It's just like. I, Can we talk I, about? Sorry, go ahead. I I just I I would like to like I like to make a statement, but I like it to be a little low key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's important to talk about the interior too, if you want to touch on that, because um, I do like the the interior on the Cybertruck. Um, in the keynote, they said it has six seats, um, both of them bench uh, bench seats, so there's like an extra seat in the middle there that I really thought that was really cool. And it's uh, got a lot of room for, for a quote-unquote pickup truck. So so that uh, the middle seat, the six-seater, that's actually uh, a very standard thing in a truck. Um, I know a lot of yeah. trucks that I've been in, um, the middle seat folds down to be a console. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Have you seen the, the interior of the Rivian? I haven't too too much. I know it's kind of that more traditional, quote unquote traditional uh, truck look, from what uh, like a normal truck would be. Obviously, it has a lot of displays, but yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so I wonder how many parts or if any of the parts are shared between the the Cybertruck and any of the rest of the the Tesla fleet. Yeah, I'd be curious about that. I know he mentioned that the alloy that they used on the exterior was used in uh, his SpaceX rock, rocket ships. <laughs> and so I thought that was really cool. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is ridiculous. Like, I, like, I understand that Elon loves <laughs> rocket ships, but it's like if you he the Tesla Roadster, the 2020 Roadster, it's gonna have a SpaceX package with rocket boosters on it. <laughs> and this the the cyber truck uses the same alloy from an actual rocket. I don't know how practical that is, but it's it's really cool. <laughs> I mean, I imagine. Well, I mean, we already saw the practicality of it of the the bulletproof, uh, yeah, yeah, the sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when it comes to manufacturing terms. If you think about it, it's actually kind of a smart play. So right now, in a set, well, the world has worked like this for a lot in the ways of manufacturing. So the more of something that you can buy, usually the cheaper it is, the unit cost that you can drive the cost down because it's a uh, it's manufacturing at scale. And when you can do that, you get the like. So have you ever bought T-shirts before? It's like where it's like we have a 12-piece minimum, but whenever you buy 50 shirts, the price goes down by like a dollar. Yeah, exactly. 
It's, a, it's the same concept, uh, the economy of scale. So it's like when you can scale that up and you can buy that material for cheaper, so he's going to be buying the same metal for his rockets and mm-hmm. for the cars. So yeah. in theory, it should bring the cost down for the rocket and for the cars. Yep. Which that's, that's true. That's actually a pretty good play. <laughs> Like I, I actually <laughs> had not thought about that before. Um, but going back to like how much the the truck shares with the rest of the Tesla cars, you look at the Model Three and the Model Y. The Model Y shares seventy five percent of the parts from the Model Three. Hmm. Which the Model Y essentially it's just it's just like a little bit bigger Model Three. It's just a crossover yeah. for the masses because everyone wants a crossover. Mm-hmm. So if yep. you were to pick a style of car, like what would you be? What would you pick? And don't you drive a Jeep right now? Is that right? Oh, I drive a. Um, no, I'm blanking on it. It's not. It's an. It's a crossover. It's not a Jeep though. Is it a Dodge? Uh, yeah, Dodge Journey. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is made by Chrysler, and Chrysler makes Jeep. It probably. Which honestly, that. That vehicle probably shares a lot of parts with Jeeps, to be uh-huh. quite honest. Um, you may not see them or not notice them, but like a lot of them will be shared like through platforms. Yeah. Uh, like if you look at my car, like I drive an 07 Chevy Impala, and I've gone through like other GM cars that were made in that era, and they use the exact same stereo for like the for like six years, and so yeah. like. <laughs> That part was shared through the entire GM line, whether it was a GMC or a Chevy or what have you. But yeah, uh, yeah, the interior, I do like the minimalist interior. I do kind of wish there was a little bit more buttons for like simple controls. Like the Model 3 doesn't even have a physical button for the uh, the glove box. Oh really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you have huh. to push push a button on the touchscreen and then it releases the uh, the glove box. Huh. Yeah, so I actually sat in a Model Three in the the Tesla store and yeah, like all in all, it was really cool and it just like I I played some of the video games that are on the car and like it was really fun, <laughs> but it just it just it, it just felt like I was a, a big kid with a big video game and it's like it's just yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i'm gonna ask this because i'll ask everyone so it's like what car you drive we already got that down what cell phone do you use and why oh i have an iphone 10s max uh 256 gigabyte um i use a lot of apps (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah I like yeah, to watch you, movies. I like to download movies. So you don't even delete uh, apps from your phone. Exactly, and I like it like that. Um, and I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna upgrade to the iPhone 11 Pro just because there's not a lot of features. I like the camera is pretty much the only good feature I'd upgrade for. Um, other than that, it's essentially the iPhone 10s Max. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Wow. So currently, 
Tesla does not have Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Um, have you used either of those two features? I've used CarPlay. Um, it it works really nice. And I'm 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 that's surprising to me because I know you can pre-order the Tesla uh, Cybertruck with Apple Pay. So it seems like there's some Apple integration Pay. there. Oh, okay, yeah. I yeah, see. yeah. So uh, <laughs> so I don't know if they if they don't just have that or I'm not sure. Wait, so you're telling me you you already looked at pre-ordering the truck and I I didn't even can see on the web page itself that it said Apple Pay was accepted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could you could pay with Apple Pay. So oh, I don't know if it, that's just for Safari browsers or not, but <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you know anything about the Mustang Mach E? Yeah, I actually uh, watched part of their keynote. Um, not not live, but a couple days after. Uh, it was. A really interesting keynote, a really interesting event. Um, they had uh, Idris Elba on there. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He I just made felt it, like that was super it, random. It well, it has a story behind it. He said that he's worked in the Ford factory um, before his acting career, and his father actually like worked there for 25 plus years. And so it that that story that he told was actually pretty cool to see like um how it, it all comes back around and stuff um but yeah it kind of seemed random at first and he kind of brought the life to the event i thought <laughs> but uh it, it was a good it was a good event um yeah i yeah. did not see that <laughs> i did not see that i did not know that his dad worked there and he worked there for a little bit like because yeah. he's from he's from the united kingdom and um, yep. I mean, I know at one point in time, Ford was fairly popular there. I mean, I know they still sell cars there, but I don't know how popular it is. But, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, he was very entertaining. He he definitely brought the crowd. Like, they, he got him cheered up and everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> the other We're guy, really I mean, cool. the other guy was okay, I think. Ford, but, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, looking at the Mach-E, though, um, it's going to be a direct competitor to the the Model Y. I think it's supposed to share the same yep. same space in the crossovers for sure. I don't know how it plays in with the Jaguar, Jaguar I-Pace. Um, that's another fully fully electric car from yep. Jaguar. I don't know if you've heard about the I-Pace at all. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. I've done done a lot of research. I know it's pretty expensive though, <laughs> from what I've heard. Yeah, I uh, Jaguar is a it's a British company, and I wonder if it's getting a fair amount yes. of press over in Europe. Because I mean, I feel like the the iPace. I've seen stuff about it like in cycles. It's been very cyclical cyclical in that, and. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's lost its steam. It has. It starts at seventy k. So, I pace. Yeah, yeah, I pace does. What about the uh, what is the Rivian SUV? I know that's gonna be like a full full size SUV. Oh, hmm. I don't. I'm not sure about the price there. Let's see the R1s. That the R1s. It looks it looks like a Land Rover, just an electric. It Land does. Rover. 
Yeah, I don't. Let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up the price for it. You can so, order for a thousand. Says. <laughs> the what? The Rivian. Yeah, the SUV Rivian. The, the R1S. Yeah. yeah, the R1S has a starting price of seventy-two, seventy-two five. Ooh, man. See, that's that's what I love about the Mach E and about the Tesla Model Three is that it's. I mean, obviously, it's going to be expensive, but it's somewhat budget friendly. Um, the Mach E starts at forty-three k, um, and then after a tax, uh, tax uh, what was that rebate? Um, just for the environment, you can get it down for you know thirty-five thousand. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so, um, honestly, I might say that I. I don't want. Okay, I really, I really love everything Tesla stands for, and I, I love what Elon stands for. But when it comes to the design of the truck and the Model Y, like, like if I were to get any electric car, and obviously the constraints of price do apply, it would be the Model Three, long range, all day, yep. every day, because you can get it now. You don't really have to wait for it. Yep. Um. Like that, and personally, I'm not a big fan of SUVs. I'm actually not a big fan of trucks either. I'd rather have yeah. a four-door sedan, like a like a Model S. I'd rather have the size of the Model S because I've always driven full-size sedans. But when it comes to to price and stuff like that, I'd have to go with, with the Model Three. But for the design, I might say I I like the Mustang Mach E better. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's it's somewhere between that crossover and like a normal sedan look, um, and in, I think it has that bigger, um, you know, more room and stuff inside um, than than people expected. So, have you seen the the center console for the Maki? Uh, yeah, I think I remember that. One. Yeah, well, not the center console, but the like the the media screen. Oh yeah, uh, it's a vertical, right? Yeah, it's vertical and it has a scroll wheel in the middle bottom part. Yeah, for volume. Yeah, I did. I yeah, I remember that. Well, it can be for volume. I wonder if you could like remap it to be something else because like one thing that like <laughs> when I had a touchscreen display like aftermarket radio in my car, one thing that I absolutely missed was a volume knob. And have that yeah. big giant knob in the middle, which is great because safe like you want to turn up the say if you're wearing gloves because I know in Indiana and like all the northern states it's gonna get cold <laughs> so you can def you definitely want to wear like gloves in the car. Yeah. Uh, but like it would be great for stuff like that. Did you also see like the little the tiny little so you, to get into the car you have to push a button and then on yeah. the <laughs> the front two doors. They have like a little handle that you pull. Yeah, I'm not sure how I like that. I mean, it like you said before, it's kind of reinventing the wheel. I mean, why don't they just have a regular handle on there? Well, I'm I mean, sure. you, could, you, could <laughs> say, you could say that for like Tesla as well. Um, yeah. I mean, the Model Three. If you've ever pushed in the handle on the Model Three, it like f like flips out to you. It's like. Yeah. It's, and that I don't know. I kind of get that more because you know if if you're not if you don't own the car then you can't try to get in. But 
just have a button on the side seems kind of redundant. I don't know. Well, I mean, all this is for the, essentially the namesake of aerodynamics and trying to have the range last a little bit yeah. longer. Yeah. Like I, I understand that. I don't know. I, I feel like there could be something, something more Tesla-like done to the Mach-E for that. <laughs> it was so strange because before this past week, though, I hadn't even really heard of the Mach-E, and then I'm like uh-huh. getting flooded with the information. I was like, okay, this is. Yeah. A, I was like, when I heard, I was like, Mustang's coming out with an electric SUV. I was like. No, that is a muscle car. That that yeah. needs a V8 in it, and it needs to be loud and it needs to be fast. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at some of the Mustangs that they make nowadays, they actually put inline four-cylinder engines in those cars. It's like it's not supposed to be a small car with a small engine. It's supposed to be a a big engine on a small car. Yeah. But I mean, I guess. I was thinking about it. If you were to put a Ford badge on the front of that thing compared to a Mustang badge, I'd probably buy the Mustang badge all day, every day. Oh, definitely. And I think this is where Ford um, kind of tells the world that they're ready to compete in the electric space by taking this traditional classic. um, It it has a great, um, you know, it's, it's very popular Mustang um very reliable car and putting slapping that electric brand on there um that's a bold move and i think that's that means they're ready um to compete with you know the teslas and um the different electric car companies that are out there yeah um ford they also had a they fitted a ford f-150 to be fully electric and it pulled a train on the tracks but there is actually a YouTuber out there that did some math for the physics. And when you actually look at the math um, to be truly what it is, it wasn't impressive as what you thought it would be because the rolling friction of the yeah. train and all that stuff. But, I mean, I still looked. I was like, I mean, that's still cool. It's still impressive. It's definitely a good yeah. media stunt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking at the the Mustang, it's gonna have a 300 mile range, mid three second zero to 60, and let's see, you can charge 47 minutes or 47 miles in 10 minutes. Yeah, I think that's pretty impressive, um, especially. I mean, I, obviously the Model Three, and you could you could say other Tesla models can do better. Um, but having, like I said, just having that, the guts to put it on the Mustang and put everything you have in it, that, that only benefits the consumer. So I I think it's a great move that they're doing that. Yeah. I, go ahead. Um, I thought it was really cool during the event, um, they announced that it has a personal assistant with it. And so oh, if, you yeah, say, I did see that. if you say, okay, Ford, then you can, you know, make phone calls, control the air, qual- uh, you know, air control, uh, do a lot of, you know, I'm sure volume and stuff like that. Um, so really, I haven't really seen that in a car. I don't think Tesla has a voice assistant, do they? 
Um, not that I've seen. I don't think so. But one yeah. thing I will say, I wonder if Ford can make an app that is as good as the Tesla app. That's true. They did say it relies on your smartphone as the key. And um, so that locates the vehicle that sets the temperature. It tells you the, the charging status. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious, too, to see how well that app is going to behave. <laughs> I mean, Tesla has had, had their app years in the making. And I mean, yep. um, I saw a tweet from Elon. Uh, Marquez Brownlee tweeted to Elon and was like, he was requesting like a little spot for the key fob to go in the, the Tesla truck or the roadster. Yeah. And he was like, well, that's if the, if the thing even needs a key. <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> Mark has tweeted back. He's like, Oh yeah. I realize like a lot of people will just like, they just have their phone connected or they'll, they'll use, it's like a, it's like a little RFID like credit card essentially yeah. that goes in your wallet and then it can unlock your card. Like you can't buy anything on it, but it just unlocks your card and stuff like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> One thing that I want to see when it comes to the charging is the same style plug. As because the Tesla? It doesn't even necessarily have to be the tesla plug like i just want, want continuity because like sure. you look at even today i mean even back 10 15 years ago you would go pick up five different phones and they all had a different charger yeah today you pick up a phone it's you have a lightning cable or you have a usb type c yeah. cable <laughs> Hopefully we'll have USB-C uh, next year for my phone's use. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's one of the reasons why I still I haven't. That's why I've held out on buying an iPhone because I've I have USB-C everything. I mean, I have the iPad yep. Pro right here next to me, USB-C. But like, yep. I'm just like I know it's a big like strategy for Tesla to because they have the biggest, they have the best charging network. Period. Like, yeah. Best continuity, most locations, um, fastest charging. I mean, even the, even the charging stations, like the charging like dock or station or whatever it's called, it just looks better than um, any yeah. of the others. Have you been to the Walmart out on 46 in Terre Haute? Yeah, I've seen that that has a station. It's it's pretty nice. No, 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 no. Or, at Walmart, so Walmart, they actually put in like electric car chargers at Walmart, and then across the uh, street, yeah, is yeah, where the Tesla. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, um, and don't they just look? They're just like big giant boxes. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know what the brand was, but I just it's like, oh, that's cool. It's also pretty ugly. There needs to be some like sex appeal to that design, but there's just like, <laughs> ah, let's just throw this bad boy in a box and let's just put it at Walmart. Everyone will just go there and sleep there in their campers and whatnot. They'll just ignore it. It's like, come on, guy. <laughs> uh, I will touch on the the charging stations. At the keynote, they said um, they didn't say this. Uh, they partnered with Volkswagen, but 
um, after doing some research, it looks like they did. They they have the same charging stations as Volkswagen. So um, they said they have 12,000 stations across North America. I'm not sure how that compares to uh, Tesla, but that's what they said at the, the event. Um, they also said that 80% of the charging is done at home. So I'm not sure how much they rely on people to use that network too. <laughs> it's crazy because have you seen the, the Tesla charging like map? It's once it gets out West, like once you get past the Mississippi, it's mm-hmm. wild. So let's see. I'm looking at the, the superchargers. There's 1,636 supercharging stations with 14,497 superchargers. And what was the numbers that you said for the uh, for Ford's like they said 12,000 stations. I'm not I'm not sure if that means charging stations or actual like rest stops. Um, I'm trying to look that up here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've it's kind of funny sometimes I'll go to the the charging map and like, "Oh, where's the next charging station going to be at in Indiana?" and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, and like I remember when we we first got the charging station in Terre Haute, like I was like so excited for it. I was like, "No one's really going to use this." And I actually remember one time that I mm-hmm. I saw a, a Tesla charging at the charging station. And like this person saw me coming, like I was like trying to walk up and like go say hi and talk to them. As soon as they saw that, they like unplugged the charger, got in their car, and left. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to make conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just appreciate uh, the technology. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So, Go ahead. I can't find a I can't find a number on that. It just says twelve thousand. That's all I can find. So it's just like super generic. Yeah. So I'm not sure what that means, but <laughs> they did say um, the map that's on the Mach E, um, since it does have a 4G modem in the car, um, and so it it gets like you know obviously software updates automatically over the air, and so. Um, they said that you'll be able to see the charging stations on that map on that on the display there. Yeah, better. <laughs> it's not like gas stations, at least right now, where you it's yeah. like, oh, there's one right down the road. Yeah. See, it still makes me nervous. Like, if I were to get a, a electric car today, when it comes to like, say, if I was traveling from Texas to Indiana, that's already. Yep. A 12-hour trip but when you look at it in a tesla it's like 15 hours 16 hours it's like yeah the 12 hour i can like if i get up early enough and i'm just like going hard then i can get to like indiana in a day but uh-huh. with a tesla it's just like you have to make it you're gonna have to stop somewhere well, it's like yep. like an overnight like an overnight stop. I feel like yeah, exactly that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, because like sixteen hours, like yeah, that's there's only twenty four hours in a day, dog. <laughs> so yeah. So do you have anything else you want to talk about for the any of the electric cars, whether that be the the Jaguar I Pace, the Model Y, 
the three, the Mustang, the um, truck. Not necessarily. I do want to point out a tweet that Elon made um, to to Ford uh, about their Mach E. Um, I'll just read it here. Congratulations. This is Elon. Congratulations on the Mach E. Sustainable slash electric cars are the future. Excited to see uh, this announcement from Ford as it will encourage other car makers to go electric too. And I just think that's really humble and you can tell that Elon I mean he cares about his products but he also want to see uh the the market thrive as well and um see really see those uh emission levels drop and um have electric cars everywhere I think that's his dream and well, so yeah go, yeah go ahead if you if you look at it, uh, what he's done um I think probably around 2012 or so a lot of the patents that Tesla has, they actually open source the patents. So they're not the exclusive ones to use that technology. So they will let other automakers use their technologies and or patents to design better cars to at least have the same capacity or what have you. I mean, they're definitely more advanced with like what they have compared yep. to all the others i mean the motor the from what i saw the the electric motor efficiency and the the battery efficiency is vastly greater than like the competition actually just yeah. saw today um apparently bmw uh secured a deal with samsung and another company to uh source batteries for like future electric cars like the bmw i4 which they have they have the bmw i3 out right now it's like a subcompact car it's kind of like a chevy spark i like if they if someone's like here's a car take it like i would but this is not be i i don't think i'd put my money towards it because it's it's not big enough and the, the range just isn't there i mean I think yeah. it's just a, a step to get you to, to where you really want to be. Yeah. I definitely think range well, is... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think range and what you said about the mileage on it is really what's holding a lot of people back. Um, and obviously, you got to take some credit to the price. I mean, they're not cheap cars, but um, definitely the mileage if it was... A little bit longer and for like more fast charging time i think that would help a lot but that's the technology think, we have so i think they're really hitting the sweet spot with the the range because yeah if i look at a full tank of gas in my car and i'd say my range is to be conservative it's probably 350 maybe 20 plus more miles than that but Mm -hmm. like that seems to be good it's really trying to get the the charge time to to get it to be lower because i mean as it says now if you're if you're going if you're driving you're not even supposed to charge the batteries up to 100 percent like because the degradation of the battery would be 
faster than if you charge it to like 95%. And that's the same yeah. that goes for like your phone. You're really supposed to charge it to yeah. like 95% and not get let it to get below 15%. So if you're yeah. like taking that approach, like, I mean, there've been, there's been one time within five years that I let my car, like where the, the gas light turned on it was like, Oh, you need to pull over. You need to get gas now. I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like a lot of times I try to stay above a fourth, but I know a lot of people though, they just try to stretch it out as like as long as they can until, Oh, yeah. I need to get gas. I'm like, I'm, I can hear this thing beeping at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, man, I really enjoyed this conversation. Very thankful yeah. to have your input on it. Um, Cause I know you're a big yeah. fan of technology, just like I am. And uh, this will be the, the first episode of the podcast. It's exciting. Thank you. Uh, it is. Yeah, thank thanks for having doing. me on. I really appreciate it. I love talking tech. Um, I'm a technology enthusiast. So uh, it, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you if you have anyone that you know uh, that wants to talk about travel, transportation, or technology, or all three, um, just kind of send them my way and uh, – We'll 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 have a chat. I'll definitely love to have you on the on the show again. We'll do. All right. Thanks, Eric. I just want to give a shout out to Trevor for coming on the show. What a great guy. Very informational. Brought up some very good points that I didn't even think about about the truck. Just want to say thank you to him again, and just go go give that guy a follow at Trevor underscore regal and that's on instagram and at trevor regal on twitter um what a great guy what a, what an episode we had um uh, very informational talk uh definitely learned a lot exchanging ideas with him um got a lot of good episodes in the work thinking about doing an australia episode with my friend alex curry about our trip to australia and eventually another podcast about our trip to Ireland. Hopefully we can get some good good stuff coming your way with my cousin Ronnie talking about the next generation Xbox and PlayStation and just video games in general. Uh stay tuned. Uh thanks fam. Thanks for letting me do this and uh let's let's hope to a lot more uh podcasts in the future. Um live a good life. Go get some nature. And uh, just go show some love to somebody.